The FM Evolution podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to the show. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to be hopping to another great show. We're going to be talking about uh, some technology here. Specifically, we're going to be talking about the labor shortage and, uh, you know, and solving that problem with technology and have a, an amazing guest on, David Trask with Bark Facilities. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Uh, for you guys who don't know, David, David is a national director at ARC, but I mean, he's also a keynote, keynote speaker, a podcast host coming up here, thought leader, uh, and great content. So you guys should definitely go check it out. And, uh, you know, I wanted David on the show. Because he's, uh, if you haven't seen his material, he's very passionate about helping organizations at FM and really leveraging technology to accomplish their goals. And so this is a perfect topic to have David on to discuss because we're running into some tough times right now and we need to figure out some ways to get around it. And I think technology is going to be a good way of doing that. So David, welcome to the show, man. I'm glad to have you here. Oh, my pleasure. I appreciate the offer. Yeah, absolutely. For David, for those who don't know you uh, and are maybe not familiar with our facilities, could you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, certainly. We're a uh, technology company focused on really capturing information uh, that's that's in the facilities that typically lives in in people's heads or it's in a plan room someplace, uh, and and really delivering that in a, in a vehicle, which is is right here. It's <laughs> it's everybody's got a phone, so. Um, I always say that uh, facilities folks are not tied to a desk. They're in the field. So giving them access to that information in the field is what we do. I'm excited. And that's right on point with what I want to talk about today. Um, so, And then I always want to ask you, we talked about this earlier off show, uh, about what you're reading. I ask this because uh, it's really interesting <laughs> to find out what's going on with people and where they are. And sometimes... It's uh, depending on, you know, I've had professors on there talk about tech manuals and I'm like, okay, that's awesome. And then uh, what was your subject? What are you reading right now? What was it? it was awesome. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> cycle gear. <laughs> I'm a motorcycle guy. Uh, well, a new, new motorcycle yeah. guy. I always say I'm a born again rider. Um, I, uh, but, but at the end of the day, I mean, that's, that's what I was reading today. And, um, but, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I find myself on, on podcasts. I find myself reading and listening to, to, to other yeah. speakers. And, and I think at the end of the day, we're all, we're all striving for yeah. knowledge. So I, I learn from somebody else every day. I do too, man. And I love that. And, and, uh, you know, as a side note to this subject, uh, of learning, I, we met, it's been it's been several years now. It's, it's been, been a while. while. Uh, you didn't even have a beer back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is pandemic beer, exactly. Right? <laughs> but um, man, what? I, and I, I think I've told you this before, but when we met, you really uh, inspired me to do speaking. We talked about it, and oh, and that was one of the things that sparked this podcast. You know, four years ago, man. And so uh, awesome. I wanted to tell you that, and it was just, a, it's a, it's cool. It's a great culture that we have 
that we share in our cultures of learning and, and growth. That's so, right. uh, you know, it's, I think it's a good to have you on. We're, cause we're going to be talking about some, some, some tough things, man. I mean, our, our country, like I said, is facing and the world is facing, um, labor shortages like never before, uh, extreme inflation. And, uh, we, we all still have jobs to do and we've got to right. get things accomplished. And so I want to talk about technology with you and in how leaders in FM can really utilize it uh, and to kind of deal with some of these challenges. One of the most exciting things I've been researching, we've talked a little bit about this before, is, is AI. And it's, 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 it's everywhere right now, you know, and it's being uh, used in work analytics uh, and other technology mm-hmm. platforms. And, and I want to kind of touch bases with you on this to kind of start is what what are you seeing uh, being used and uh, utilized in AI in, in FM right now? Yeah, I mean, technology's come light years. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, in the last 10 yeah. years, um, you know, I've seen everything from obviously controls are a, are a huge thing in our industry. Uh, everything from HVAC to oh, everything, um, you know, occupancy, uh, visitor access. There's all of these different technologies that weren't around, you know, 15 years yeah. ago. And I think it's made our lives a lot easier. I think the challenge, though, is in, in FM, I think where it really there's a there's a there's a disconnect, so so to speak, with the field people versus the office people. You know, the guys and gals around the field fixing stuff, yeah. the guys and gals that are, you know, that are answering the call when the radio goes off saying that, hey, you know, the HVAC's not working in the OR. Mm. <laughs> you know, they jump, they jump to it and they they run over there. But but I think there's um, the biggest, I think, thing that is has really helped in our industry has been access to information in the field. Um, you know, they're they're mobile. You know, I said at the beginning when we were talking, it's it's they're not tied to a desk. Yeah. They're in the field, you know, and having access to that stuff. So they're not running back and forth from the field back to a plan room, back to a desktop computer. You know, that's just lost time. So I, I, I'm a staunch advocate for access to stuff where they are on this. Everybody's got one of these or they've got an iPad or, you know, they're remote. So uh, I think where AI is coming in is providing a lot of that access to that stuff in the field. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy. I'm, I was going to ask you, like, where's you, where do you think it's going to be in the next 10 years? And I mean, for me, I can see it where it's going to be anticipating our needs and anticipating right. that information that we're going to need and then being able to hand that information off in a platform that is like right in our hands. That's right. And I'll, I'll be honest, I think uh, that's what you're seeing today is it's a huge backlog because they don't have that access to that yeah. stuff when they yeah. need it. It's it's you're seeing the preventative maintenance just pile yep. up. And I've heard horror stories, millions and millions and millions of dollars in deferred maintenance. And and it's it's a snowball. I think with the uh, with the labor shortage, with the retirements that have happened, it's created this uh, this perfect storm, storm, so to speak, that I can't access stuff to do my job. So it just keeps getting pushed off and pushed off. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm in my head. Like I was, I had another guest on. We we're talking uh, about robotics and AI because they they have, you know, that's what they do. And in my head, I, I think, you know, Star Wars Cantina <laughs> and all these robots <laughs> running around with oh, yeah. AI doing jobs, getting stuff done, yeah. transporting information back and forth, holograms, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Oh, yeah. But it's just oh, incredible. Yeah. And uh, I sent you that video, but it's about Elon Musk and he's having this conversation with AI and it's just mind blowing how far 
uh, AI is coming and having conversations. And shoot, even, you know, in my day-to-day work, I use AI all the time for analytics and just looking at stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's really crazy. And I'm excited to see, you know, how that develops in FM and, and you know, mm-hmm. and how you guys look to implement that and, you know, in your products. It's just, it's amazing what we can get accomplished so quickly now. 100%. And I think it it really is going to to help people, people be more predictive mm-hmm. in advance of things happening. Um, you know, I think right now, um, especially with the labor shortage and, and people retiring, I think there's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of band-aids that are happening yep. right now. Um, but I think this is going to help people do uh, to do more yeah. with less. Um, not necessarily with less people. That's not what I mean by that. It means more with less uh, uh, yep. time you know, and get some of that time back. And I think that's what, what AI is really going to do. And, and the machine learning, you know, machines are learning from, uh, from trends in yeah, your day to day as well. I, I actually just talked to a guy the other day that I thought was, uh, this was awesome. He's, um, he's got his POS system. So it's a movie theater chain. They have their POS system tied to the HVAC controls. So based on the number of tickets they sell, they control the HVAC levels in each individual oh, theater. Oh, no way. That's awesome. That's phenomenal. Yeah. You know, but where was that 10 years ago? No, it didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Patrons exactly. coming out going, dude, it's freezing here. That's right. Can you That's turn right. that? Can you turn that down? No, sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's right. it's right here. That's it's it. money. Yeah, man. That is cool. That's cool. I, you know, I, like I said, I'm a big nerd. I geek out over this stuff. So that's really, really cool. I wanted to kind of chat with you um, and take a moment to talk about uh, mobile technology, and we brought it up a little bit, and and really talk about how it's changing FM, and and uh, you know what do you think is going to be uh, the most significant development in mobile technology, and that you know that will allow uh, facility managers to to really better operate um, even in the labor shortage that we have. Like, what do you see mm-hmm. that's happening right now, and and potentially in the future? Yeah, I think I think what one of the big misconceptions I should say with mobile technology is that. Everything has to be encompassing in one. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, I think with mobile specifically, I mean, think about your phone you've got today. So how many apps do you have on your phone right now? You have oh, your man, email, so you have, you know, <laughs> exactly. You've got all these things and and everybody's looking for this. Uh, I call it the magic bullet. It's the one thing that does all. When you find call that, me. call me. The unicorn, you know, exactly. the rainbow maker. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I think where where people make uh, and organizations make a a big mistake is thinking that they're just going to find that yeah. tomorrow instead of really identifying. You know, what are you doing that's working mm-hmm. really well? You know, I'm using this app for this, or I'm using this on that, and and so on. It's really starting there and identifying what are those gaps in systems. Because right now, it, your your phone and your tablet are just like your desktop, your your computer. Yeah. You're toggling between your email, your Word, you know, Excel, all these other apps, you know, and they're apps That's on, exactly on your computer are, yeah. too. It's no different on your phone. And I think where where people get hung up is thinking that, oh, I've got to do this and here, and I've got to have all this encompassing. No, 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 no. Every company, every technology company is not the best at everything. And if you, if you want that and you're expecting that you're, you're going to pay a premium for that because that means a build. And that's what you need to identify is what things do what mm-hmm. well and live there, you know, and eventually, you know, I think they're all going to work on integration, but, but so many of the different orgs out there just don't because they're built on old yeah. platforms and, 
And technology is changing so quickly. You know, who, who the heck knows what's going to happen five years from now, let alone 10. Yeah, that's that magical word, that open API. There you Every, go. Everyone wants it. No one knows what to do with it and how right. to make it work yet quite. And well, it is, and you know, even if they do, I mean, it's it, we have some open APIs too, but it, it's it's got to be both ways. Yeah. You know, and that's the problem. It's exactly. That is the challenge is getting that's everyone it. to have the same capabilities. And we're not there. I mean, I think eventually you're saying, I think we'll get there. You know, as people realize that this is something they that's absolutely right. have to have to stay competitive and, and to be able to work with these other platforms. And I think you're right. There is no one platform that's going to do it all. And I, and I'm not sure that there ever will be. I think there will be, there will be people that are helping connect all the platforms together. And those would be the big winners in this, and uh, and the ones that are committed to making that that work as well. It's a goal. Um, so that's, yeah, that's really interesting. You know, it, it is. It is. It is. Uh, I think it's something that we're all gonna. We already know we need, and we have to strive to make it happen. And it's you know, I was telling my. I was sitting my, uh, in bed with my wife and we we're watching TV and I was, I had my tablet up and we're, and I was looking at, uh, augmented reality, uh, technology and I was telling her about it and she's like, huh? I'm like, yeah, you, you're, you know, one day we'll have wearables, we'll have implants, we'll have all this stuff and it's going to be augmented. It's gonna, and we're not even going to know that we're going in between different platforms and devices. Uh, it just will happen. And, uh, she's like, I don't think so. I'm like, I, I, and I held up my towel. I'm like, you remember when this came out? And everyone's like, I don't even know if that's going to be, yeah. someone's going to use that. <laughs> like we use it every day. I have everything <laughs> here right in front of me. Exactly. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. I literally I have, two, have my two phones, right here. a tablet, I have and my laptop. It's going in. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. And you're, that's and right. we're doing this back, forth, back, forth, back. And it just, because some tools and platforms that's work it. better on, on certain devices, uh, and, and we're, and those apps work really good on one device and maybe a desktop and different. So that's interesting. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see what, where that kind of goes with mobile technology and FM. I think it's going to continue to just yeah. develop. Um, I wanted to follow up with you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to play a little devil's advocate because I, I, I'm not sure how this is going to work, but you know, do you, do you think that we're becoming too reliant on mobile technology. And there's always this argument like, oh, you know, we shouldn't have that much reliance, uh, you know, be that much reliant on on technology. And what if it all goes down? Well, my daughter asked me this the other day. She's like, what if it just all stops working? I'm like, oh, well, we have bigger problems. (laughs) That's a a big question. (laughs) But, but, you know, I think, I think what mobile allows though, and, and I kind of use this and I'll, I'll use this example. Um, in NFM right now, a lot of the facilities guys and gals that are in the field, how many of them do you see are still carrying around that little spiral notebook in their pocket? A few. Okay. A few. Here's the difference between this and that spiral notebook. If I update it here, everybody sees it. It's if right I update there. it here, right. I see it. Yeah. That's it. And what that means, and and I I I always preach this is I'm, you know, I'm, I climb up on a ladder, I pop a ceiling tile and I'm fixing a, you know, smoke detector and I turn my head around and there's a shutoff valve there. I may not know exactly what it is, but how do I let you, Sean, sitting in your office where you're at right now, know that that's even there? Well, do I write it down right here? So now I remember where it is, or do I put it someplace where I can take this out of my pocket, take a picture of it, identify where it is. Now everybody sees it. Okay. 
The difference also is, I think, with cloud and 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 a lot of the others, you know, a lot of the systems that are out there, they're in the cloud. The fear has always been, you know, what if it goes down? Just like you said, yeah. These these things are hosted in platforms that have redundant servers everywhere. Redundancy. It's, it's exactly not like you have one. Yep. It's not like you have it yeah. in your, you know, your your computer here, and all of a sudden your computer <laughs> blows up and it's on fire and it's gone forever. It's backed up, <laughs> you know. So I think the fear there is is, um, and, and I get it. Don't get me wrong, but th- but I this isn't 1985. That's right. You know? Yeah, yeah. I told her the same thing. I'm like, honey. You know, Amazon's, for example, that all the servers they have reads farms right. and farms and farms That's of backup right. on this, and they're on different mm-hmm. coasts. You know, and and they're they're all they're they're set up to understand that they're going to sell right. at one point, and they'll have backup. And she's like, "Oh, all right, well, I, I guess that makes sense." And I love the example you give because it's so relevant. I still see guys out there taking notes, and you know, back in the day, we used to have a camera that you would take with you that's right you'd take a photo that's right and then you wouldn't even have email you had to wait to go get that and yeah. stick and put in your computer yeah. oh man well and then remember where that photo was where the Where'd hell that was it? yeah which one <laughs> exactly i don't even know that's it that's it yep <laughs> that's so awesome yep. man all right Dave, we're gonna take a quick commercial break we're gonna thank your sponsors and then we'll be right back we'll hop into uh, some some more great information on technology here wonderful Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on-site 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready. And because they are a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326 or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Sean Black. And of course, I'm here with my friend, David Trask from Arc Facilities. And, you know, we're talking about uh, surviving this labor shortage using technology and really kind of beyond that. Uh, and we talked about AI. And we jumped into some mobile technology. And you actually started bringing up something that I thought was really important. We talked about uh, cloud storage. Uh, and, and it's one of the things I, I had to do a little bit more research as I am you know was getting ready for the show. I hopped into it. Um, and, and, you know, I wanted to kind of talk about the ability to have cloud storage, what it means for FMs, because uh, this is right up your, you know, right up your alley. That and is. you guys can you tell us a little bit about uh, digital storage and, and really how it's impacting facility managers today. Yeah, cloud storage, I think, uh, you know, the biggest thing is with with mobile and having everything in the cloud, it gives you access wherever the heck you are. Yeah. Um, I'm at home. I can log in to the cloud. Um, it also does, like we talked about a little bit before the commercial is, or before the break was, you know, it, it does give you that redundant backup wherever the heck you are too. So you're not relying on one, you know, your stuff being stored in one spot. I, I really attribute that very much so to 
think about you've got like you like I said you've got a, a laptop and everything stored on your local hard drive and all of a sudden it blows up or catches on fire or <laughs> worse it all of a sudden just gets the the infamous spinning wheel yeah I'm dead. <laughs> um, yeah exactly but but it's no different if the information is in you know a plan room in paper it's the same thing yeah. paper, you know plan room catches on fire you know you're really you're really done for then you are but but I think when it comes to technology and having stuff in the cloud it, it gives you another another level of security too, and and I'll I'll use this example is you know I've I've got several clients that were hit with ransomware attacks. Okay, oh, yeah, their local this, yeah. stuff was all impacted by ransomware attacks, but the stuff that was in the cloud wasn't, because mm-hmm. again you've got that redundancy, so your stuff's not residing in one spot. Where if they attack you, you know, from the ransomware side, they attack you with some kind of malware. And they they hold you hostage. Well, if your stuff's in the cloud, it's in five spots. So if one goes down, great, shut it down, and you and you move on to the other five. So it gives you that security there too that you don't have locally. Yeah, I think that's really important for people to realize the differences between the two. It is, you know, it's a huge difference between having your information on a cloud somewhere and how secure that is, and versus your your tablet or your or just your your computer. Right. And there's actually a guy I watch on, uh, uh, admittedly, I'm, I'm a YouTube fanatic. I love YouTube. And we there's a guy <laughs> I know at this point. It's not a guilty pleasure. It's a tool That's now. That's a tool. But, That's it. But I'm watching this guy and, and he is, uh, he hacks the hackers. And I love that because mm-hmm. he goes through and he, and, and you, he gets exposure to these guys and they move around all the time, but they're serious. They have like oh, yeah. full, like businesses of people in cubes that are all about getting your information to hacking. I'm like, oh my God, it's scary as heck, man. But it's true. That's how it is. And, and cloud storage makes that difference. Um, and, you know, I was going to ask you is basically is because people are so concerned about security and data breaches, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and for me, like I said, it seems like I get a letter every week. Uh, your information is now out in the, you know, uh, the black market. Thanks. I won't name any names. <laughs> I would love to right now, though. <laughs> but I get one of those all the time. So, and I just got one from, we'll just say my last home mortgage. And I'm like, holy crap, are you kidding me right now? That's a lot of, that's a lot of sense of data. So what are the advice can you offer for those who are like concerned with data breaches? And I know you guys talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, you, you have to, if you're looking at applications, you're looking at softwares and things mm-hmm. like that is, you need to vet them. You need yeah. to understand what what are they doing? What is their security levels? Uh, we keep our our system is all in AWS. Okay, so we carry over the same banking level encryption that that AWS. So the same white paper, same security. Nice. Um, but but a lot of systems are are not. And I I'm a firm believer too that you get what you pay for too. You know if your stuff is is housed locally someplace in a warehouse and you know in one spot you're 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 limiting your 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 exposure when you have spread across multiple different different areas versus in that one spot. I I think when you when you really think about it that way, um, it puts it in that perspective. Is it's it's covering your butt. Um, it's making sure that wherever your stuff is housed, you have access to it. And if something goes sideways, and it it happens, it's going stuff to. goes sideways yeah. in FM all the time, you know. Um, but I think another thing that that is is critical is because you have that redundancy, which means you typically won't lose that stuff. 
um, whatever that that stuff is that you're housing. Um, but but again, I think that redundancy is the is the biggest security thing uh, that that makes me sleep better at night for sure. I agree. You know, and one of the things I was thinking about here is is you know there's so many different like you said there's lots of different platforms and lots of different ways of doing this apps and cloud storage solutions and FMs already have enough on their plates for God's sake it's crazy oh, sure. how much they have to deal with so but this is just one more thing you know is this something that is really easy for them to understand is it really depend on the platform yeah i think uh, you know i'm i i live by the mantra if it's not easy your team's not going to use it yeah, uh, that's just the way it goes. Just um, science. I, I, science. It, it is. It is. And, you know, yeah. I, I think where a lot of organizations um, where they struggle when they're looking at technology, um, where it really comes down to is they don't understand what things do in the first place. Um, and they haven't identified, uh, you know, sure, I want this or I may not be exactly happy with this or that or whatever, but they don't clearly identify what they actually do in the first place. Mm. And then identify the gaps in between. That's where I think a lot of um, a lot of softwares struggle is they they really try to be the end all beat all, and it, it's impossible because you're going to go from, for instance, you're at a hospital organization or something like that. This hospital is going to do things differently than this hospital. There isn't a one size fit all, fits all. It's just the yeah. way it goes. But but I think at the at the end of the day. It's again, figure, really figuring out what are you doing, what's working really well, and then don't duplicate that. Meaning don't do redundant. You don't have to have everything in this and in this. If you're doing that, that means double the work. No, no, yep. no. It's an internal SOP, including checklists of, listen, you do this over here, you do this over here and stay in your lane. Hmm. Now, see, that's interesting. I love that. And, and a lot of people feel like they really have to just be sp- so spread out. And I got to figure all this out and, you know, no, no, no. Right. No. That's no and like I said, you're, you're on your phone, you're yeah. toggling between Facebook and your email and everything else. It's no different. I mean, as yeah. long as the stuff matches up, you're toggling between them. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't have to be in one system. And especially when it comes to custom builds and things like that. Oh my goodness. You're talking big, big money. Well, that's, that's great. Cause I was going to ask you, you know, so when it comes to, to all this technology and, and, and you know, what are most organizations in FM doing? Is this something that is off the shelf? Is it, is it custom built? I mean, I don't know how it works. Like, it, like I've worked with a lot of people who have huge budgets mm-hmm. now. Sure. Some, some, they're all less now <laughs> right now, but, all right. but there are some organizations that are very, uh, you know, have a lot of resources to tap into. And there are some that are, you know, had to be more resourceful. Sure. Then, you know, and so kind of want to ask you is when you're dealing with this, is all this stuff super expensive to do? Like, how's it work? Are there, can you go shopping and get something off the shelf that's going to work? Well, it depends on what your goal is. Gotcha. That's what I was saying by identifying those. What are you trying to do in the first place? Mm. You know, and and I think it comes from a, a very much so a collaborative approach. And and when you're talking about, uh, you know, I've got X is my problem and here's what I want to do. Is there even something off the shelf that will do that? I, it depends on what they're they're yeah, looking to do. Maybe not. Um, yeah, exactly. There might not be. I think where um, where technology can be a, su- a successful technology companies, I think where where they come into play is to be nimble and have modules. So mm, you don't, it's not, smart. you don't have to buy everything yeah. you can, you know, if this is what you need, great, 
buy that, stick down that lane. And, you know, you can bolt on stuff down the road, but, but identifying, you know, you don't need the, 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 the Cadillac necessarily when you can drive the, you know, the, the, the Honda for a while and, and and then bolt on, bolt on the new, the new kit. Now you've got a Cadillac or trade up. That's okay. But to be nimble that way, I think is important. I think it's interesting. And I know a lot of different technology companies that are very nimble, that are very focused on modules. And I think they're doing very well. And I know some others that are not, and Mm -hmm. they are struggling a little bit. And I think you're spot on that those technology companies and consumers, as they look at solutions need to look at how proprietary it is is it super 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 proprietary is it expandable what kind of back end does it have who's using it how flexible right. is it yeah that well, what's your sense. long-term plan it's your long-term plan you know exactly. it's, it's you know what's on your dev board yeah. you know what are you working on and and i think where a lot of technology companies struggle too is they they don't listen to what they're mm. being uh, being asked for Yep. Um, I always say again, I know be interested. Yes. Be interested, not interesting. Mm. You know, <laughs> um, really. I that's mean, awesome. it's it's listen to what the clients are asking for. Listen to what the need is in the market, and yeah. and figure out you know can I help? And I and be honest with yourself. Again, you're not going to be able to fix everything, everything. but yeah, I, identify what you can do today, and and go there, and you know, look at it as you know, I've got. 15 people that are saying they need X, then take a hard look at that. I think that's great advice for those companies and definitely good advice for people who are looking to find some kind of technology solution to implement, uh, whether it's digital storage or, uh, you know, some kind of work analytics or whatever they're doing, but they need to find something that that kind of fits those, those needs, their plans, what they're going to be expanding into. Yeah, that makes really great sense. Awesome, man. Well, we're really kind of at the bottom of the show here. It went so fast. Uh, it happens all the time. I've, I know that we will have to have you back because there's so much information to go through. But my pleasure. You know, as we wrap up with all of your experience in FM and, and years you've been working in it um, and knowing the challenges that we are facing right now, if you could give one piece of advice to people in facility uh, management and facility maintenance, what would you tell them right now? Uh, start today. You've got to start looking for for technologies that will will allow you to capture some of that legacy knowledge that's walking out the door. And more importantly, have the new people, allow the new people who start next week to hit the ground running. Because oh, everybody, uh, everybody who's coming into the market today has one of these, all yep. of them. So I think that the most important thing is, again, start today hit the ground running and and make sure that you really invest in and in technologies that make sense for you and your org. That's great advice. Good advice and very fitting for what we're dealing with right now. Yeah, it's a great solution. Uh, David, for those who want to be able to connect with you later uh, and learn yeah. more about ARC, what's the best way of you know listeners to be able to do that? Absolutely. Go to uh, www.arcfacilities, arcfacilities.com, or you can email me at david.trask, T-R-A-S-K, at arcfacilities.com. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure, Definitely will have you back. Uh, For everyone who is listening on your favorite podcast platform, hey, listen, if you like great shows and information like this and we're providing value, Uh, Give us a like and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, if you're getting the opportunity to see us on YouTube, don't forget to hit subscribe. Hit that little bell for notifications so we can uh, get more great shows 
from amazing people like David. Thank you so much, buddy. My pleasure, my friend. Have a great day. You too. Be well.